I'm Nicole Matthews, corporate America dropout turned entrepreneur and owner of The Henley Company, an event travel and lifestyle management firm. It wasn't that long ago that I was dreading my drive to my fancy corporate job each day or felt disenfranchised with the work I was doing. In 2007, I jumped off the corporate escalator and directly into the elevator of opportunity. Today, I'm an author, speaker, educator, and serial asker. I wholeheartedly believe that your life changes when you start creating your own opportunities and making big asks. Hands down, the business and life I have today is 100% the product of giving myself permission to design the life I want to live. It was always my dream to work at the Olympics, and by making a big ask, that dream became a reality. I now have multiple Olympic projects to add to my life resume. I created the Big Ask Podcast to share these best practices with you. Whether you're an entrepreneur hungry for revenue generating tips or an individual restless to make a significant change, the life you want to live could be just one big ask away. Get ready to be entertained by real life stories, no filter conversations, and inspired by the daily hustle. So let's get started. This is the Big Ask Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Big Ass Podcast. I'm Nicole Matthews and I'm excited to be uh, interviewing my friend Haley Hines today. Haley and I met in uh, November of last year in a wonderful um, event that we were both attending in Tuscany, Italy of all places. It was magical. And um, I soon realized that Haley was the friend I didn't know was missing from my life. I didn't knew I needed a little, I didn't realize I needed a little more sparkle and that is exactly what you have brought into my life. So um, I'm so delighted you said yes to my request of being a guest on my podcast. So how are you? Be here. Thank you, darling. I appreciate it. And yes, yes, yes. yes. So um, we were just talking before we hit the record button that it's just been a crazy wild time. So let's talk a little bit about um, your business and how you're adjusting with uh, everything going on thanks to the COVID monster and all those things. So let's get to know you. Introduce yourself a little bit. Well, um, the business, if you will, is called Soul Sparkle, Soul Sparkle Living. And essentially, it's a, it's a lifestyle um, brand that includes some really lovely international experiences for women. So, so yes, it has been an interesting um, modification, if you will, the last few months, mm-hmm. because a lot of my business is around these beautiful gatherings of women in some of my favorite places in the world. And so um, I've definitely had to, to shift, adjust a little bit and modify um, kind of what, what my work is in the world. But it always makes space for new things too, right? So it's yep. been interesting and also a blessing to create an opportunity just to, um, to do a little bit of a redesign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's 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 in good that's good and I think we all have to take advantage of this time that we've been given thanks to COVID. It's like if we don't come out of this either learning something new or being more organized or being more centered or being more connected like there has to be a you know the good that comes out of all right. of this time that we've been forced upon. Yeah, and I really yeah. think um focusing on that is is a beautiful mm-hmm. opportunity because I think, you know, Families were spending more time together, you know, um, relationships reconnecting and just mm-hmm. a slower pace, like mm-hmm. meals, homemade meals at dinner time around a table. Like there's just a lot of beauty, I think, that was able to come through yeah. um, in that way as well. So, yeah, it was definitely unexpected, but in, in a lot of ways, probably exactly what we needed. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. So the last couple of years, you've been living sort of the uh, nomadic, gypsy, fairy, perfect little life as you run around Europe. Um, But I know that life hasn't always been... um, you know, that open to you, if you will. So let's kind of go back a little bit and talk about corporate life for you. And then ultimately what um, helped you to make that choice, because it was a choice to sort of give up the, you know, the, all those things you should be doing and instead go to Europe and find, you know, your happy heart and, you know, your beautiful soul and all those things. So um, talk a little bit about your corporate experience first. So I spent a lot of years in the corporate wellness field. Um, If you could say my industry expertise, if you will, that was really what I spent the majority of my my professional life um, doing. A lot of, you know, strategy and innovation and and product development for for a lot of companies that wanted to create healthier employees and healthier cultures. So that was really the focus and my my um, academic background, if you will, kind of supported that. And then about um, five or six years ago, well, let me back up, for years and years (laughs) and years, my big dream of my whole life was to um, kind of just leave everything behind and, and travel and speak and teach and really see the world. And so I found myself though in a very successful career and you know how hard it can be when you mm-hmm. having that success and you get to a point where you're like really comfortable and it's really easy and you, and you love what you're doing, but you know that there's more yeah. and you feel like there's something else that would be a, a higher calling or a deeper level of, fulfillment. And so, um, yeah, several years ago, I finally decided that I was ready to give myself permission to, to live the life that I had been in my mind and in my heart really dreaming of for decades. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so I ended up, um, well, it was interesting because it happened a couple of times. I, I left once and I thought, okay, I'm going to go do all the things. And then circumstances, you know, sometimes shift. And I found myself deciding, okay, well, maybe I'm not ready to do the big one yet. So I found another kind of interim corporate situation that felt a little more spacious and a little more mm-hmm. expansive. And that's when I was really able to kind of run parallel paths. You know, a lot of times people think they have to quit their job and like do the thing. Um mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fairly risk averse in that way. Like I'm adventurous, but I'm also very responsible. And I'm like, no, no, this feels much safer to me to, to build yeah. up my business while I still have my kind of my safety net, my security, but more space in my life. And then October 2016 is when I quit that, that one and um, put my things in storage. I was supposed to leave and travel for three months. That was the, that's the amount of time that you can be, we can be in the EU without a visa. Mm-hmm. I thought, mm-hmm. perfect. I'll go for three months and then see what happens and then come back and do the, uh, whatever else. And that was three and a half years ago. <laughs> so obviously it's, it worked and it's been extraordinary and even more amazing and magical than I ever dreamed it would be. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it is pretty remarkable what you have been able to do. And the most, you know, people get caught up, I think in the, um, oh, she's living in Europe. She's, you know, living this sort of footloose and fancy free life. But I think what the most important lesson for me in that story is that you made the choice to go do that. Like instead of talking about it, for years and years and years and saying the one day I should or someday I will, 
you're, you're someday showed up and you were ready to take advantage of that. And, and you have figured out a way to continue to do that. It wasn't just a vacation for you. It's now become a vocation for you because now you've, you're creating a life that allows you to do that. And that's really, I think the most, you know, what, what all of us could ask for. Yeah. Certainly not an easy um, transition, but you're right. I had planned and I had thoughtfully prepared and I had laid the foundation to where I knew I, I was like, I know there's going to come the day when I'm, when I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And, and when that day came, I, I had prepared in a way that I was like, okay, I'm done now. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One of the things I hear you often say, which I think is really beautiful is what is the most loving thing I can do for myself right now in this moment? Or what, you know, what, you know, what is the most loving thing that I need? And I just think that's such a beautiful way to frame your life because I'm sure that for most people it would be, oh, I bet I need to fill in, you know, the fill in the to-do list over here. And for you, it could be easily just sitting quietly or, or, you know, journaling or having a massage or going to a place, physically going to a place up and moving, grab a suitcase, because that's what your soul is telling you that you need. And so that's just such a beautiful way to, I think, to frame your life. And I am grateful that you've given me that tool. Yeah. And it, it has been such a blessing because if you think about it, if you think about how much of our lives we spend doing the thing that we think we should do or that we ought to do or that mm-hmm. is expected of us or that our parents want or our our partners or our friends or our you know pastors, like whatever the parameters you find yourself in, mm-hmm. um, I, I spend a lot of time doing that you know, what I thought I should do, the right thing, make the right choice, the rational, logical thing. My life makes no sense to most people, but it's, I'm happier than I've ever been. I'm more free than I have ever been. I'm also more loving than I have ever been because Mm -hmm. I'm able to make choices that are in the highest and best for me. Like before we started recording, we were talking about the fact that I thought, okay, I'm going to have to spend my summer in Dallas, which Again, I don't do well with the temperature. I don't do heat and humidity. Not fun for me. So I, mm-hmm. I was like, what's the most loving thing I can do? The most loving thing I can do is get myself out of this weather, this temperature, to give myself the greatest opportunity to be happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So sometimes it's a one-way ticket to the mountains. And, and yeah. that is what was the most loving thing for myself. So I'm, I'm happy mm-hmm. that, it, that that teaching resonates because I think yeah. more of us that can choose that what's the most loving thing for us will then be the most loving thing for our families and for our communities mm-hmm. and also for the world. Because if we yeah. all did that, we would be operating from a place of, of more power and more sovereignty than everyone doing what they think they should do. Right. Right. And I think, you know, somebody listening might say, Oh, it's easy for her. She, you know, she's doesn't have a husband and kids and a job and a dog and a mortgage and all of those things. But even if that is the life that you've created for yourself with all of those things, there's still moments when you can say, you know, what's the most loving thing I can do for myself right now? Maybe it's going for a walk around the block. Right. Or going to yoga class or booking that massage or whatever it is, you know? Right. Right. I mean, yours just is on a bigger scale because you're like physically picking up and moving or, or changing locations. But, uh, but there's lessons that can be taken from that in, in everyday life. 
right. as well. I, the, the beautiful part about, um, well, one of the, the pieces of my life that I think is, is, has become even more um, interesting, if you will, and this might resonate with some people that have just come through, you know, the quarantine and all of this, this is how little we actually need mm-hmm. to be happy. Like mm-hmm. physical things, um, stuff, right? Yeah. So I went through a whole um, renovation when I, I put my things in storage in San Diego when I lived there, um, when I was leaving, thinking, oh, I'll come back in three months and fix up another house and whatever. Well, that never happened. And that stuff sat there for entirely too long. Like I'm embarrassed to say how long I paid for storage. <laughs> <laughs> but it was such a, a freedom Mm-hmm. For me, when I finally was ready to let those things go. Mm-hmm. And then what's interesting is that I have, so I have three suitcases now. And for two months, when I was in Dallas recently, I had one whole suitcase, the big one, that sat in my garage for two months and I didn't even touch it. And I thought, I don't even need that stuff. Why, why do I even have three? What if I can just slim down to two, right? So just this idea of, rele- of releasing and letting mm-hmm. things go physically, mm-hmm. um, it's such a beautiful practice of thinking, what if I just kept the things that I really, truly, that really, truly bring me happiness mm-hmm. and then start to, to simplify my life? Like what yeah. would that feel like and what would that look like? Right. So that was yeah. a big interesting even more of a shift for me is like mm-hmm. I've already pared down significantly and I think I'm ready to do it even more so even more yeah that's amazing you're gonna be down to like one little wheelie bag on the airplane I know that would be lovely that would be magical that, yes. well but for me no my stuff is like I have all my books and my I mean I have journals and candles and stuff that I want I want to make sure yeah. that I have so now I'm like okay one bag with like the clothes and my little my little travel sauna because I have that (laughs) yoga mat and some clothes. And then my other little one will be like my books and my journals and my crystals and my things. Yeah. Right. Right. But I think another lesson from the quarantine also is just what are we all trying to, you know, like we were craving the, we're craving normal going back, whatever that means, but let's analyze what part of that normal we really want to get back to. And I think that's been eye opening as well for people in terms of, I even look at things like, who in the last two, three months has reached out to you, right? I pay, I kind of pay attention to that with my own friendships and relationships and just think, you know what, that's kind of interesting when there really is nothing else going on. You know, everybody hides behind, we're all so busy. And now all of a sudden the universe said, oh, hang on a minute, we're going to give you anything, you know, everything, but, you know, we're going to give you time. And yet there weren't people who still reached out you know, and I mean, I'm not keeping score, but do you know, I mean, it just sort of begins to sort of show who in your life is really holds a place in your life and and who kind of doesn't, you know? Exactly. I think this has been an absolute um, time of, of complete renovation, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it be how you spend your time, who you spend your time with, Mm -hmm. really shows up. I have this philosophy right now and I've had it for a while Cause you know, when you're in quarantine by yourself in a foreign country and people you think you're going to reach out, don't, you're like, Oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah. And I had this philosophy of like, who's going to be on the bus with me when we're through this. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are, 
are no longer on the bus. Yeah. And that's okay, right? Yep. Because mm-hmm. I think this is a time where you can get really, really honest about who, who do you really enjoy? Mm-hmm. Who do you feel nourished by? And who do you feel lit up around? And who do you feel inspired by? Yeah. And then there's some that you're just like, meh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, yeah. and I, this is definitely a time for reevaluation and renovation of of what we want our life to look like moving forward. So, yeah. so yeah, the word normal, I'm just like, no, let's just create something new. Something new for let's sure. Into a whole new way of, of being and take the things, bring through the things that we, that we love and that we learned and let the rest go. Yeah. Yep. Maybe we don't I have agree. to eat out three or four times a week and we want to grow a garden instead. And we want to, you know, create art and, mm-hmm be more in tune with nature, like some of those things that maybe we weren't aware of before. Yeah. Those are a beautiful thing to step into. Yeah. I think it has been in an odd way. It's been a real gift. I think it's been, um, I've really enjoyed the quiet, you know, even from like the amount of the number of cars going up and down, you know, the street outside my office. And I don't, you know, we live, I live in a residential area. There's not a lot of traffic anyway, but it, you know, in the heart of the quarantine, we could go hours and never hear a car, you know? And so, so it's, I just feel like the whole world needed to just be quiet for a minute. Um, and so for me, that's really what I've taken away from it. You know, yes, you know, losing work or losing clients. I mean, all that kind of stuff can be replaced, but just the, the sense of quiet and the sense of, what really matters has been really what I've tried to pay attention to um, in during this time. So I love it. it. So um, talk a little bit about the programs that you have um, for, um, for women. And um, I know you're also starting something, um, a newer project that you're excited about um, for CEOs, if that's okay, we talk about that. Um, Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about um, how do you serve your clients? So, um, I am a huge believer in the fact that we can bring all the parts of us to the party, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I spend a lot of time in my in my corporate world in you know senior level positions where I had to completely really separate um, you know how I was showing up in one in one part of my life versus the fullness of my life. And so what I believe is that um, when we are the fullest expression of ourselves, we are so much more impactful, so much more magnetic, um, so much more effective in our leadership mm-hmm. when we are the full fullness of ourselves. And so yeah. um, the program that I'm that I'm working on right now that is super exciting is a is really a certification around helping women leaders step into that. And it's mm-hmm. called the Soul Centered CEO, and it allows them to really kind of embody. Um, all the parts of themselves, utilizing not only their um, IQ or, or their emotional intelligence, right, but also their spiritual intelligence. Mm-hmm. And that's really an area that is going to be um, a huge part of this certification is helping you really tap into the kind of leader that you really want to be. You know, you want to be compassionate, you want to be empathetic, you want to be gracious and mm-hmm. kind. You want to be impactful, but you also want to be um, soul-led, not ego-driven. Yeah. And so that's really what this body of work is that's been, it's been brewing for a while, for mm-hmm. several years, because you know how things like that go. Um, yep. So 
just now coming to fruition. So it's kind of like one part spiritual development and then one part business mastery. So for women that really feel called to, to create a life that is incredibly fulfilling, um, their highest level of service in the world. And there's also a a pretty big um, give back component because I believe that the more of us that are able to, to create revenue and, and abundance within our business, we also have the responsibility to, to give back significantly. Mm. And so yeah. that's really part of this as well. So, um, yeah. so yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah, very exciting. And I think it's good timing too, because again, not to keep harping on COVID, but it's, you know, the lens right. we are all looking at now. Right. Um, I think that's, that's also helped us to realize what sort of leaders we want to be in our businesses. And, you know, I've heard so many stories about companies who would never have imagined letting employees work from home. And now all of a sudden, you know, they've been forced to, and it's like, oh gosh, what do you mean? It really is working and people are productive and they can homeschool kids and get work done and, you know, keep a house and do and work out and do all those things they need to do. And they don't need to be in my office nine to five. And so, yeah, so I think that that has been an important lesson for people who, who didn't think that there was room for flexibility. Right. Um, and then also just realizing that, you know, everybody has a lot of things on their plate. Yeah. You know, life is hard for a lot of people, you know, yeah. the daily getting up. And so if you can be a leader who comes from a place of compassion and, you know, um, uh, prov- you know, it, it cultivating excellence without it being detrimental exactly. to people, I think is, is a really lovely path to be yeah. going down. So the timing for your program is, I think, perfect as we come out of and start, start to, we've all been in the cocoon, right? So now it's like the cocoon is opening as we're, as, as things are physically opening and literally the butterfly is coming and what, you know, what color, what style, what butterfly do you want to be now, which is great. Yeah. So it yeah. does like the timing definitely is, um, and it's always perfect, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's always perfect. So, you know, there's moments when I'm like, I should have, I wish I would have done it sooner. But now I'm like, no, just yep. it's like with everything, it, yep. it all is aligned at the appointed time. And so it does feel really, um, really lovely to be able to, yeah. to bring this in right now. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, I will definitely include in the show notes how people can, can find that program. So yeah, wonderful. So the last three years of living in uh, Europe, what has that taught you? about yourself? I think I'm, um, well, I think travel in general is an extraordinary gift because it allows you to open your mind and open your heart to, to ways that other people live. You know, um, I think it's an incredible gift and opportunity and has been a blessing to me to be able to experience other cultures and other, um, you know, whether it's the cuisine, the culture, that just the the depth of history that that is available that we don't necessarily have here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Right, um, meaning just people from all over the world and the ability to to open my mind in a way that that I might not have been able to before. Right. A much more expanded um, worldview, um, a lot of a lot of compassion, a lot of. Um, mm-hmm opportunities that I, that I have been able to have that I wouldn't have had if I didn't give myself permission to have that experience. So, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And I know, um, Italy is your kind of your chosen second home, right? So, yeah, um, yeah. you let you spend a lot of time in Italy. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, as yeah. much as possible. And I've, I've also spent a lot of time in France, um, you know, around around Paris and then southwest France and the south of France also I love. But mm-hmm. yeah, Tuscany is just, it's just a special, special place. Um, Definitely. So. Yes. Yes. So, um, and and a- after quarantine, hopefully your life can return back to, to Europe. Is that what you're feeling called to now? That's the plan. Um, okay. I check in, right? Because I, I'm always like, all right, where am I? Am I always, am I in the highest and best? Is this the highest and best place for me right now? Those are some mm-hmm. of the kind of the daily questions that I ask. And so, um, so yeah, just kind of in that space between of, of how long I'm going to be here. And then when I'm able to, to go back there and um, trying to stay unattached and just open <laughs> to let the magic unfold because that's yeah. really all I can do right now. So Yeah, exactly. Well, your bio uh, describes you as one part fairy, one part wise sage with all parts sparkle. And now knowing you, um, having the pleasure of getting to know you, I, there's like no better bumper sticker in the world for you than that, than that line. But um, when you are one part fairy, one part wise sage, what does your day consist of? So um, I spend most of my time by myself. We, I, we mentioned that before we, we popped on here. Um, it's interesting because a lot of the work that I do is, is a lot of behind the scenes, like this mm-hmm. deeper spiritual work that I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I, I talk a lot about anchoring light. And so a lot of what I need to do personally is, is really allow as much of that into my own personal physical body mm-hmm. that I can help anchor that for humanity, right? Because we're going through a massive change right now. So um, a lot of meditation, a lot of kind of activation work, which is a lot of what I do with my clients. So I feel like obviously I have to practice what I preach. And so a lot of my days are spent um, in that, in deep, like either spiritual teaching or, or learning. Because um, again, we, to be a teacher, you also have to be a student, right? So yeah. I'm also writing a book right now called Invocations, um, Prayers and Blessings to Illuminate Your Life. So mm. I'm spending a lot of time really trying to get that um, into the world. I think it's obviously really important mm-hmm. than ever. And then also um, creating, like I said, creating these new programs and connecting with my, my private clients. I do a lot of spiritual mentorship, um, private clients as well. So I work with mm-hmm. them. Um, on a regular basis as well, which is, was one of my favorite things to do. So, yeah. and then I'm also trying to really just take care of myself, you know, um, mm-hmm. in such a beautiful place. So spending as much time um, out in nature as possible is really healing for me right now. So, yeah. um, which it is for everyone. So hopefully those mm-hmm. of you that are listening, you need to up your self care game as much as you can and get outside yeah. as often as possible. So, so yeah, that's kind of my, um, my day. Your day. Yeah, that's beautiful. And what challenges do your clients have that are, that are showing up for, for you? So um, if, if I'm a client of yours, what, what mainly is drawing me to, to you in terms of a, a solution or? Yeah. So I tend to be kind of the wizard behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. So it could be um, they want to grow their business and they want help um, becoming more visible and energetically magnetic to their ideal clients. So I can help mm-hmm. work with them in that perspective, right? Um, some of them are, it's around relationship 
and they they may have not been in a relationship in a long period of time and they want to to really open their heart and be mm-hmm. able to to call in that that beloved or that beautiful partnership that they may not have been in before in in a while or ever some of them um also starting a business, right? So I do a lot of work with, with women that feel um, kind of like me. They're not happy in their current job. And mm-hmm. so they really want to deepen um, their experience. Like how do they want to spend their day? So we mm-hmm. do some, some lifestyle redesign work. And then also um, part of what I'm really good at is seeing how you can monetize your brilliance. So putting together, um, you know, programs or offerings that you would be able to really serve the world with Mm -hmm. highest level of gifts that for some reason, my brain works that way. And I'm like, Oh, well you can put this together. So I work with them in that way as well. So it's kind of a variety of Mm -hmm. things. Um, but really just, uh, I'm back there kind of whispering in their ear, like, you know, you can do it. And yeah. this is how, and, and really providing tools and resources to help them clear any, any blocks or limiting beliefs is what's mm-hmm. held back. And then activating them in a way that allows them to step into the fullest expression of themselves. Really, it's yeah. just the stuff that I've done for myself. Like, right. that's, really, that's really it. And then I just right. do the same thing. I think limiting beliefs is a is an important topic to sort of talk about because until somebody is ready to receive the the guidance, um, you could be talking to a client till you're blue in the face. Right. But they need to they need to realize um, you know what's causing me you know is it self doubt around money is it insecurity is it self esteem all of those kinds of things need to be brought to the surface before the real teachings can begin, you know, as, as, as far sense. as I'm concerned. Yeah. Space. And so if you, yeah. if you come at it with a, you know, a, a, um, a suitcase full of, you know, beliefs and thoughts and fears and, and all these mm-hmm. things, it really does take some time to kind of clear that out to allow yourself to then receive what's right. available for you, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm a huge believer that, um, you know, there's, there's such an extraordinary amount of, of blessing and abundance and love and beauty if we just allow ourselves to step into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really how I've designed my whole life now is like, no, yeah. I'm, I'm only available for this feeling, like the way that I want to feel right. is really important. And so I've created my life around that um, mm-hmm. and really, really beautiful. Yeah. One of the, my favorite sayings that you say beyond what's the most loving thing I can do is um, when you say, I'm not available for that. And I just think that is so beautiful. Like it's so perfect. And more, if more people would just use that because it just it allows them to say, I, I cannot emotionally, physically, spiritually engage in this. This is not serving me in any way, nor am I, or perhaps I'm not ready at this moment to have that conversation that needs to be had. Um, I know it, I know for you, it's a funny story of the first time I think you said it was on an airplane with somebody who was chatty McChatty, I think is what you, you told me he was and he wouldn't like, you know, he wouldn't stop and, and he wanted to engage in a conversation that you weren't around politics that you weren't willing to have. And, um, simply turning him turning to him and saying, I'm not available for this conversation. I mean, talk about just like a showstopper of just like, boop, 
that's it. Curtain down. Thank you. Um, but it's such a powerful line and I'm so grateful that I now have that in my arsenal, but, um, it, it, it really is important. I think that again, going back to boundaries, right. Yeah. And limiting beliefs. Yeah. And what's beautiful about that is that it, uh, it's a defining, it's a defining moment. And it's almost mm -hmm. like a line in the sand. It's like, I'm not available. Oh, well, no, I'm not available for that. It's just such a clear decision, mm -hmm. right? A mm -hmm. choosing. And then on the other side, it's, I am available for, this is what I'm available for. Yes. Yeah. I'm available to feel in my body, in my relationship, in my work. And I'm just not available to feel anything other than that anymore. I'm not available mm -hmm. for anything less than this. Yeah. And so it really has been a, a way, almost a philosophy. And you're right. It was like, I just, I just spit it out. And I was like, ah, but it was the most loving thing in that moment that I could do for myself <laughs> because I was like, I'm not, I'm not expending my energy or my time mm -hmm. on that. And so it did really become kind of a, um, philosophy from, from yeah. now. Yeah. I think both of those um, sayings should become post-its or magnets. If you want to monetize, it needs to become a magnet a or a t-shirt, right? Or a post-it at minimum, everyone listening should have that on a post-it on their computer or on their mirror in the morning or something, but to just be constantly reminded of what's the most loving thing I can do for myself. And then I'm not available for that conversation for that activity for that event for that yeah. so it's a yeah. very empowering place you know it's a mm -hmm. very I, I talk a lot about sovereignty which is just the like my ability to choose what is in the highest and best for me like what is it mm -hmm. that I desire what is it that I want and my ability to decide for myself by myself right mm -hmm. so you come at it from that place and yes you can use those two um two phrases to help anchor kind of mm -hmm. that, that concept, the teaching. And yeah. it's also a way to shut people up and down, mm -hmm. I guess, lovingly, right? Right. Because I, I could have said something else to that guy. Yes. Like, Don't be tacky, Haley. Yeah. It was like Sunday morning and I was like, oh. And I, that, what, that came through perfectly and it really is and it's not dishonoring to them. It's honoring to yourself. Mm -hmm. And every time you can choose to honor yourself, it's yeah. like, oh, that feels so good. Right. I don't have to do that thing. I don't have to be in that conversation. It doesn't feel good to me. Right. So you lose that. It, it, it is the most loving thing you can do for yourself. Yeah. Well, I'm grateful that I have those in my toolbox now because, and you as well in my, in my toolbox as well. So <laughs> let's talk a little bit about sort of mentoring or who's been important in your life. So, um, have you had mentors? Do you currently have mentors sort of, who do you seek out? Um, so in my, in my professional life, in my corporate life, I really struggled with, um, with women mentors in my mm -hmm. industry. And there were not really very many that I, that I actually wanted to emulate, which I found was a problem. Yeah. Honestly, which is also, I think partly why this, this new program that I'm, this certification is so important to me because I didn't want to be like them. And so that was a real kind of like, um, issue because I was like, wow, I'm on my own. 
Like mm-hmm. I'm the only woman sitting at this table full of senior level executives and, and there's not anyone else here to, to mentor me. Um, so outside of that, since I've had my own, been on my own really since then outside the corporate world, you know, there have been teachers that have come in. Um, you know, I have a, a deep, um, training in, in yoga and, and different types of yoga and, and different meditations and mindfulness. So, so for me, it's been more kind of the in and out for that particular mm-hmm. teaching. Cause I love to learn stuff. So I've got like 8 million certifications of stuff. So <laughs> it's almost more like, um, situational. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have my own kind of wizard behind the curtain for myself, which has been mm-hmm. incredibly helpful and powerful. Um, and also just then I have a very, small but tight network of, of dear friends, dear wise sage mm-hmm. friends mm-hmm. that, um, that are able to really speak their, speak truth to me, speak their truth yep. to me, mm-hmm. that I've given permission to do that. So for me, it's been more, um, that small circle and then, um, you know, teachers that have come in for different particular yeah. topics. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, I think that's great. What are you currently reading or listening to right now? You want to see the stack? I can show you. Sure. Okay. Let's go show and tell. Okay, here's, here's what we got. So I love books. That's why I have to have a whole suitcase full of books. Uh, yep. So um, I've got I've got Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Have you read through it? Not it, but I'm 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 working on this one. My problem too is I read like four things, five things at a time. Okay. So that's on the list. Um, I also have um, Mystical Teachings of Jesus. Well, the Mystical mm-hmm. Teachings is the first one. This is the second one. So this is a three-part series. I have all three of these that powerful paradigm shifting. Um, and then also the seven initiations. Mm. There's a lot of this in my work. Um, let's see what else is in here. Oh, a sit in masters, rituals and prayers, you know, just everyday reading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so silly. Um, what else? And the seven sacred flames. So a lot of the reading that I do is like mystical, esoteric um, mm-hmm. text. But then that's why I have Glennon because I'm like, okay, that's a little bit lighter yep. and a little more, you know. Yes. So yes, I I think you'll enjoy Untamed. I I I read it um, right when it came out. I'm a big fan of her writing, and um, I think this one is her her most. The other two are extraordinarily raw, but I think this one is really raw in um, in more of an empowering sort of way. You know, where she's really just like stripped down everything that she was told she should be. You know, the life she should have. I think right. I, that's why I resonated because I'm like, that's mm-hmm. how I was. Like I was raised yep. very like, do the right thing, make the right choice, yep. fit in the box, you know, yep. and that just never really suited me, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm excited to, to get through this because I feel yeah. like it really will resonate a yeah. lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't wait for you to read it. Well, we should chat about it after, after you read. So um, let's talk in the, in the spirit of the theme of the podcast, let's talk a little bit about making big asks and sort of what your journey of uh, through life has been and times when you've had to make a big ask. So is there something in particular that, that you think of when you hear the word big ask? Well, I think for me, it's been um, maybe on this journey of, you know, the last few years, right? Yeah. 
few times when, when there have been things that I really wanted that I'm like, oh, how can I, how can I figure that out? And I've had to really, you know, maybe go beyond my comfort zone and reach mm-hmm. out. One particular example that I'm thinking about is when I was, I wanted to house sit for Julia Child's summer home in the South of France. Oh God. No big deal. Right. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> that felt really exciting to me. And I was like, I really want to do that. Like, how can I, how what's can the most I, loving thing I can do for myself? Exactly. Like I could stay for a month or two in the South of France. Okay. So I had um, a mutual friend that, so a f- friend had bought this house, but I was just Facebook friends. I wasn't like in her world. And then I had another um, friend that was closer to her that I was friends with. So I was like, you know, this is something I really want to do. Is there any way? Yeah. And she was like, oh my gosh, yeah, let me just send a message. And I was like, it was that yeah. easy? Right. That easy. And yes. I had this whole big thing. And I, and I ended up being able to spend Thanksgiving at Julie Child's house in her kitchen. Like we had Thanksgiving. And I just was like, whose life am I in? Right? <laughs> like, what is this? But it was just being willing to, mm-hmm. to ask. Right. And so mm-hmm. I learned from that is that the worst thing that can happen is somebody says no. That's the worst exactly. possible thing. The worst thing. Best possible thing is you're having, you know, beef bourguignon and Julie's <laughs> for Thanksgiving dinner. Right. Like that's, that's the kind of things that I'm like, now I just ask yeah. because who knows, right? You never right. know. Right. No, that's such a great example because so often people will just, that'll stay in their own head and they won't put it out into the world. So no one knows how to help them, exactly. right? If I don't know that you want to be at Julia Child's summer home, exactly. I, how do I know how to help you? Exactly. Right. I mean, it might not necessarily be that I have the right answer, but all too often, if somebody, you know, makes a request like that to me, it's either oh, I do know somebody or I'll be reading an article soon after, right? And I'll, I can make a connection or, you know, whatever yeah. it might be. But just that the fact that you were bold enough to just put it out there, right? Well, it really, I mean, and who cares if your, your friend is like, how dare she ask about that? Like, who cares? She, your friend's not going to do that anyway, right? I mean, that's, you know, we, we set ourselves up with the like, what if she, what if, what if yeah. I look a fool? Like, you know, all the things. And then you think, oh, all those people responded because she had posted in, there's like 300 people. And I'm like, why would she pick me out of the 300 people? Yeah. My friend is like, yeah. one message and it was done. I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 No, so, yeah. That's perfect. Deciding what you want and then being brave enough to ask. It's like the worst case scenario is they say no. That's the right. worst thing. Right. And it's already no if you never ask. So, I mean, Thank you know, you. it yes. might not be yes right now, but maybe it's yes next year, you know? So yeah, no, thank you. That's a perfect example of what I talk about with the big ask is that you yeah. just have to be willing to just tell people what it is that you need. Cause if we don't know, we can't help you. And I think a lot of times people, um, either they, they don't know what they want mm-hmm. or they're not honest enough with themselves Mm -hmm. to speak the truth, right? Mm -hmm. Part of it too is getting really, really honest about what is it you really desire? Like, what is it you really want? And then again, being brave enough to ask for it. So those are the two sides of that, I think, is that Mm -hmm. some people are like, well, I would never get to do that. I mean, you're so lucky. You're so this. Right. No, all I did was just ask and it happened. That's how it goes, you know? So I love that that's your 
that's your yeah. teaching and that's your philosophy because I think, mm-hmm. at least for me, um, the majority of the magic that I've been able to, I call it the magic carpet ride, like this life that I have, it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, of course that's what's happening because I've been honest and, and really clear on my desire and then yeah. not to ask for it or to choose it for myself and, and make that decision and give myself permission to, to yeah. do so. No, it's so true. I mean, the example that I, the story that I tell in my book, um, which is called Permission, by the way, um, right. is about how I wanted to go work at the London Olympics. And I yes. knew somebody knew somebody who could help me make that happen. And so by being bold and telling everybody in my circle, this is what I'm, you know, this is my goal. And if you have any connections that can help me with an introduction or an opportunity, and it was so wonderful to live in that swell of positivity because when I would see people, they would ask, how's it going? Did you get there? And then when I announced that I was actually going and going to be in London for eight weeks, I mean, just the, the cheerleading that, that occurred. And because it's, they you know, were, it's not about that, but they were invested because they, they had helped. Yeah, exactly. And it was such a special moment and really a, an amazing chapter in my life because, but it all started with one question of just asking people to help me to say, if you know anybody, right? I mean, just if you have an office there, if you have a cousin there, whomever, I'd love to connect with that person and just see what opportunity might be created. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah, I know. It's all good. So, all right. So we always end every podcast with rapid fire questions. Not that I'm ready to let you go yet, but, um, but you know, we have time limits we have to adhere to. People will get bored if it's just you and I four hours later. So chatty, chatty. That's right. So first thing that comes to your mind no judgment, no pressure. Okay. Yeah. Title of your lifetime movie. Oh gosh. Life on the magic carpet, right? Mm-hmm. If you could change places with any celebrity right now, um, who would it be? Oh, um, I don't know about that one. Let's see. Um, I'm not in that. Yeah. You're not in that. Well, maybe uh, it's like a spiritual teacher or. I mean, I think Oprah does some pretty cool stuff. Perfect. Oprah is a good answer. Yeah. Perfect. When do you feel happiest? When I'm in, when I'm working in my brilliance, like when I'm, for me, it's when I have my um, in-person experiences with my ladies somewhere and we're like sitting on a patio overlooking beautiful things, having champagne basically. Mm -hmm. Yes. Good answer. Yes. If you were running for politics, what would be your biggest campaign promise? Oh gosh. Unravel everything and begin again. Mm-hmm. Ultimate, ultimate dinner party for guests. Who do you, who do you invite? Okay. Oprah. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Dalai Lama. Mm-hmm. And I have two more. Uh-huh. Do they have to be living or they can be anywhere? No, living, dead. They could be a movie character. Doesn't matter. Oh, and then Jesus and Mary Magdalene. Oh, perfect. Let's round that out. <laughs> perfect. Okay, um, right this minute, you have to get a tattoo. What do you get and why? Do you want me to show you the one I just got recently? Oh. Did you see this already? No. Wait, hang on. There you go. Oh, Okay. Better? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Right after I saw you in Italy, I think you, like, yeah, just, for, just, around your birthday or something. Didn't you get that? Yeah. yeah they, okay. I got this, and it's uh, it says Amor Fati, and it's a Latin phrase meaning um, lover of one's fate. 
And it means that no matter what happens, um, it is in the highest and best for you and allow yourself to be, to be thankful, even in the suffering, because it was exactly what needed to happen for you to move forward. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Perfect. Perfect Mm -hmm. answer. Biggest pet peeve. Oh gosh. Maybe people that talk to me before I'm ready to have a conversation in the morning. (laughs) What's your wish for the next generation? Oh, that they can have a life that is free of, um, of suffering. Mm-hmm. That they be able to have exactly what they desire. Mm-hmm. And um, when does your light shine the brightest? When I'm doing my work in the world. Yeah. Perfect. My sparkling, yeah. And last question, what is your big ask, either personal or professional right now, that we can help you with? You know, I think right now for me, I mean, this is where my head is right now today because I'm in this, this um, program. It's, it's really connecting any women that feel like they're ready to lead from their soul, right? Like mm-hmm. the next level of their life and their love and their leadership. Um, connecting me with, with those women would be phenomenal. Yeah, perfect. And how can women get in touch with you? Um, so a couple of different ways, obviously my website is, is really easy. You can connect there, soulsparkleliving.com, soulsparkleliving.com. And then I'm on Facebook at Haley Hunter Hines or on Instagram, Haley Hunter Hines. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you for saying yes to my big ask for you being on the guest on this podcast. I always love spending time with you. So on behalf of all my listeners, I thank you for your time, Haley. Thank you, my love. It was all right. Pleasure. Thank Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Big Ass Podcast. Like what you heard? Subscribe to and share the podcast with your friends. And be sure to connect with me on social at Miss Nicole Matthews or at Big Ass Podcast. Until next time, let today be the day you make a big ask.